You'd think he could take a hint. You'd think when it got to the point where everybody ran away when they saw him coming, he'd know we're sick of hearing about his dumb, ridiculous, idiotic... Saddle. For sale. Ted, I'm busy. Listen to this, Luce. Specially aged leather, tanned and cured by hand. You've read this to me a hundred times already. Rare worksmanship from out of the Old West. One of a kind quality. Once owned by John... Once owned by John Wayne. I'm not listening. One, two, three. It's time, it's time for the next word of mine. Nickelodeon. Howdy, all you rootin' tootin' gut buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. Hi, it's Candace. I am not going to talk in an accent, <laughs> so you're welcome. And I'm filling in for Andrew, and this is episode 153. And we're talking? Hey, dude. In the name of the episode? <laughs> Ted's Saddle. There it is. <laughs> Nice. And uh, we will be calling Andrew for a special call that for those who miss the sweet sounds of Andrew's voice. Which I don't blame you for at all. Yeah, but I think you're I gonna... miss Andrew too. Yeah, but I think you're going to do a great job filling in. Thank you. Today we decided to talk about Hey Dude, kind of a very random option. Um, but Is it random? Well, we knew you would be filling in <laughs> and we thought Candace, Western. Dude Ranch. You got to. So we, we told you to pick an episode, any episode you wanted from Hey Dude, and you picked Ted Saddle. Ted Saddle. A controversial pick. I just want to get this out in the open. I just <laughs> want to be honest. Yeah. This aired in 1989. And I know we're on a 90s podcast. I don't think that's why it's controversial. I just think people oh. are probably like, why Hey Dude? Oh. <laughs> that's more our fault. <laughs> okay. Um, but what stood out about Ted Saddle that you went, okay, we got to talk about this one. Um, so I think I'm on record on this podcast. I, I love the show. Hey dude. And you guys told me to look at some of the episodes and the episode description for Ted Saddle Uh mentions, um, John Wayne. Yeah. The, uh, Western movie star. And I thought it was so weird. <laughs> um, because the, you're a John Wayne fanatic. We shouldn't say fanatic. <laughs> okay. I don't think we should say that. Okay. Um, of his movies, of John Wayne's Western movies, mm. I am a big fan. Okay. I love Western movies. I feel like I grew up on them. Yeah. Um, so you can't really avoid the John Wayne stardom. Yeah. Do you have a favorite John Wayne movie? You know it. Oh, True Grit? No. No, okay. I don't know it. It's The Cowboys. Oh, uh, I meant you know it like I definitely have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it, but it's The Cowboys. It's called The Cowboys. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but it's kind of a unique one. Mm-hmm. And John Wayne is like an old cattle herder. Okay. As he is in all the movies. Um, and he loses all of his help his ranch help to the gold rush okay and all he's left with are the kids in town okay so he like goes to the school and wrangles up some teenage boys Uh uh-huh and he like they're his cattle ranchers and he takes them out across the west it's 
It is moving. It is emotional. Wow. It is heartwarming. Yeah. And you know what? These kids really learn a lot of life lessons. Just like on Hey Dude. A lot like Hey Dude. <laughs> a lot of parallels. There has to be. Um... Well, I think it's I think it, it, it's an interesting one to take a look at. I'll, you know, I'll be really interested to get your thoughts, Andrew's thoughts. Um, this episode, uh, like Candace said, did air in 1989. In fact, it aired on August 4th, 1989. It's season one, episode four. So we're really early in the Hey Dude run. Um, do you want to know a little bit about August of 1989? Definitely. Yes. Okay. So uh, this is a big month for Neptune. Um, NASA confirms uh, Voyager... Neptune the planet? Yeah. Who oh. else? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Neptune the Greek god? No. Oh. No. Neptune the planet. Okay. Uh, NASA confirmed Voyager 2's discovery of three more moons um, near Neptune, uh, which were designated N2, N3, and N24. Thank you for those riveting moon names, NASA. <laughs> they may have been updated since. Those were just their original designation. I stand by my statement. Okay. <laughs> there, you know, it's hard to think. You know, not everybody names an episode every week. <laughs> um, Voyager 2 also discovers two partial rings around Neptune, which was real hot news because, you know, people just thought Saturn was the ring planet. But Neptune's got those things. Uh, the hot, there's a hot air balloon crash in Alice Springs, Australia, which kills 13 people. I just... You don't hear about hot air balloon crashes very often. No. Also, how many people fit in a hot air balloon? Probably. 13? 13 seems like too many. Seems like too many. I don't want to make any assumptions. Unless, yeah, people on the ground got hurt. I don't know. That sounds scary. Alice Springs. (laughs) Alice Springs. Yeah. Uh, A solar flare from the sun creates a geomagnetic storm that affects microchips, leading to a halt of all trading in Toronto's stock market. It's kind of cool. That's cool. The sun stopped the stock market. I like it. I love it. (laughs) Uh, The first complete ring around Neptune is discovered. You're obsessed, (laughs) and I think you've taken this Neptune thing too far. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? Um, Pete Rose is suspended from baseball for life for gambling, Mm. which was big Ohio news, big baseball news. Huge. And he's still banned. Uh, he, he He's not allowed in the Hall of Fame. He's not allowed to do with Major League Baseball, really. I know the Reds still, like, try to incorporate him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's banned. Um, Joe Jonas, the American singer in Jonas Brothers, is born that month. Oh. Yeah. Are you a Jonas Brothers fan? No. <laughs> okay. James Harden, the NBA All-Star, who plays for the Houston Rockets, is also born that month. Weird. Why? I don't know. I just thought of the Jonas brother next to the NBA player. Don't you imagine one to be like half the size of the other? Well, that's probably true. I know. Isn't that crazy? They were born at the same time. It makes me sadder that they're both younger than me. Mm. I just view like all... I, I, I just always think of NBA players as older than me. And it's kind of depressing that I'm older than them. Older, wiser. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, Huey Newton, the African-American activist who was the co-founder of the Black Panthers, uh, dies that month. He's actually murdered. Uh, He's shot. Um, So Huey Newton passes away that month. 
And I think that's it for events, uh, TV shows that premiere in August of 1989, Primetime Live, uh, which was uh, a new show on Fox, uh, Comic Strip Live, which was a comedy show, an hour comedy show on Fox, and the big one, Say by the Bell. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Were you a big fan? Yeah. I was a big fan. Wait a minute. I bet you if it was premiering, it was like the Miss Bliss early episode. I think it was the original. When they were little. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't like those. Oh, okay. Mm, they stink. Okay. That's fine. Let me know when they like hit high school. <laughs> There's no way I will. <laughs> okay. I'm sure you'll let me know if there's any more news about Neptune. <laughs> Count on it. Uh, music that month uh, for uh, number one song for one week, Bat Dance by Prince. Are you a Prince fan? No. Okay. I neither. don't. I don't dislike Prince, but I don't have that feeling that some people have about Prince. Yeah, people really mourned his loss. Like p- people feel like a connection to him that yeah. I don't have to his music, but can't deny his, um, you know, impact. Yeah. And then number one for three weeks, Right Here Waiting by Richard Max, which we can hear here. Sounds, sounds you know, pretty good. Doesn't it sound pretty good? Takes me back. <laughs> to what, Takes to, me right back. <laughs> to when you were two. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Um, other albums released in August of 1989, Bee Gees, this is a real collection, Bee Gees had an album, Guided by Voices, George Clinton, Starship, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jethro Tull, Mighty Mighty Boston's, Beach Boys, Rolling Stones, Elton John, and Anthrax, all release albums. Oh, wow. What Elton John record was that? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Good talk. Uh, number one movies that month for two weeks, Parenthood. Ever see that? I know people love that movie. I've never seen it either. Don't know it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know of it, but uh, it's just one of those ones I haven't gotten to. But number one for two weeks, a movie I proudly own, Uncle Buck. Oh, yeah. John Candy classic. You like that movie? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're going to have to talk to me. Andrew's not here. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, we need you. Um, What else is released that month? We have a movie by James Cameron called The Abyss. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. One of your all-time favorites. Wow, are, they're already on 5. <laughs> Wasting no time. <laughs> uh, the Adventure of Milo and Otis. Oh, heck yeah. Okay, well, talk to me about That's that because I've never jam. seen it. Uh, <laughs> it's about animals. It's about a cat and a dog, like a pug dog, and they're on an, some sort of an adventure. Uh-huh. Um... I definitely watched that VHS a lot. It was like Homeward Bound before Homeward Bound. Yeah. Funnier? That was like a pack of animals. This is just like a... <laughs> I think there was only three. <laughs> no. Homeward Bound was like a an, an ensemble cast. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, there you have it. Candace really recommends Milo and Otis to anybody who hasn't seen it. Really charming. Yeah. Uh, video games that month, well, it's 1989, so not a ton happening. Uh, what I have here is Nintendo uh, introduces Dragon Warrior franchise uh, to North America. Nintendo also releases Zelda game and Watch 
In August, Capcom donates $50,000 worth of video games, video game equipment and titles to a pediatric ward of California's hospitals. So, good good on Capcom. That's a heartwarming story. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. So that's a little bit about uh, August of 1989, but would you like to talk a little bit about Ted Saddle? Of course. <laughs> that's why we're here. This is very nerve-wracking because Andrew is traditionally in charge of the episode recap. Uh, now I have to do it, and I'm hoping I can come close to the iconic summaries he he puts together i believe in you chime in whenever you want to just talk about some uh, some of the scenes here so the episode starts with ben ernst mr ernst mr e mm-hmm. to those in the know the, uh, he, the owner and runner yes of the ranch he's fresh from new york city he's not used to this desert lifestyle he, but he's like a carpet bagger <laughs> type of guy yeah kind of yeah him and his son buddy uh he's golfing so the episode starts with him golfing on the dude ranch uh danny uh walks up and he keeps interrupting mr ernst mid-swing uh danny points out that there aren't any golf courses in the desert and mr ernst explains that this is his whole plan to introduce golf courses he said clients would love it but but there aren't any golf courses around here yes benny that's exactly right that's my plan. My New York accounting clients would love it out here if only there were a golf course. So, I'll build one. Advertise it. Business will shoot through the roof. Finally, Ben swings, and instead of hitting the ball, he throws his entire club, which brings us to those amazing opening credits. <laughs> Don't you love this song? I love this song. Yeah. I, I definitely noted on the rewatch that I diligently did for to prepare for this podcast um it's very comforting to me i really like the the theme song it's a great theme song i agree yeah um this mr ernst golf storyline is going to be one of two so one of two we'll keep an eye on it (laughs) um i mean we will keep an eye on it does it does it ever pay off damn no it doesn't spoilers Okay, well. <laughs> Gotta keep people on the edge of their seats. Who knows? <laughs> Mr. Ernst could open a golf course. <laughs> so, when we come back from the theme song, Brad walks into her bunk and she's frustrated by Ted. Uh, she tells Melody that he just keeps uh, reading an ad over and over about a saddle for sale. But it's not just any saddle, as we find out. We cut to Ted reading the ad. And this must have been going on for like a long time yeah. because the characters are making it very clear that like Ted's talking about this ad again. Yeah. He read it to me again. This has been going on at least like maybe It's got to be days. Yeah, 3-4 days. Cuz the characters are really hammering it home. They're sick of hearing Ted talk They're about this. They're sick of it. And in in this case Ted is relaying his desire for the saddle to Lucy, uh, who's one of the ranch hands, uh, kind of one of the adult um, overseers yeah. of the ranch. Uh, and Lucy explains that in real life, uh, we find out that this saddle belonged to... John Wayne. John Wayne. Because the ad yeah. that Ted's reading yeah. says, like, oh, it's this beautiful saddle. Yeah. It's got this old leather. Yeah. And it was once owned by John Wayne. Pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, but Lucy explains that in real life, John Wayne disliked horses... But Ted says that he has to have it. I would like to address that mm-hmm. about John Wayne hating horses. Mm-hmm. 
Because I feel like there's a gray area between the fact that John Wayne, no, he was not a real cowboy. He was a movie star. So people are kind of like, oh, that persona is not real. But at the same time, if you do more than 80 Western movies, and I've seen him ride a horse a lot, mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> I, I see how I, Lucy's kind of a, you know, she's kind of a hard nose. I yeah. get it. Yeah. She's kind of, she's trying to talk Ted out of it. I get it. Yeah. I, I That seems like a harsh way to say that John Wayne, like, no, in real life, he was not a cowboy. You didn't, you Maybe didn't, he didn't like horses as much as I do. Uh-huh. But I don't, I mean, to say that, like, just without context that he hated horses, I don't know. I mean, he was just an actor. He was just an actor. Yeah. I'm going to have some John Wayne trivia for you later. Ooh, yay. <laughs> um, he follows her around the ranch. He says he doesn't care. He has to have it. John Wayne, Luce, the greatest cowboy that ever lived. John Wayne was a movie star. In real life, he disliked horses. I gotta have it, Luce. I gotta own it. See here? Too much. It's not too much money. It's too much to pay for a saddle. <sighs> Look at it again. Come on, Ted. I mean, can't you just see me in it, Luce? Towering above the other riders. Leading the helpless women through the... Sa- leading the helpless women through the savage well. Look, I'm not your mother. You want to buy it, buy it. But I'm telling you, it's too much. And then she tells him that the saddle just costs too much money. He's going to have to get another job to earn the money. Uh, He says another job is a brilliant idea. Uh, He knows that Mr. Ernst needs a lot of stuff done. And Lucy tells him that he won't do it because he never gets his own work done in the first place. Yes, in a very sassy way. Which is really the crux of Ted's character on this show. Yeah. He's like... Super charming, fun guy. Yeah. One of these, I guess they're like student workers. Yeah. Just there for the summer, I think. Yeah. But he, um, he's like lazy. He's always, he's not taking anything super seriously. No. But he kind of wears her down to the point where she went, all right, we'll give it a try. As if her blessing really mattered to him because he gets very excited. Yeah, it did seem to matter. Because she was like, oh, you don't do anything anyways. How are you going to get a second job? And then she points out that if he starts doing all these other jobs he's talking about taking, then the whole ranch is going to be affected, like if he's not getting his work done. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He gets real excited. Did you catch this weird moment where he's like excited and he almost leans in to like kiss her and she kind of brushes him away? Yeah. (laughs) It's like... Very weird. I, I didn't read it as a kiss. I read it as a hug. Oh, okay. It was aggressive. But still. <laughs> a little forward. Well, he, he... Especially if you know Lucy. I mean, she's not... No, she's not that lady. No. No. Uh, he gets excited. He walks away. He runs into a tree as he's reading the ad again to himself. It's like real hey dude humor. Yeah. Of like, not trying super hard, just throwing in a bunch of like... But it's really the best... Physical, sticky comedy. It's kind of the best they have as far as humor. Yes. Yeah. It's like this whatever drama show and then they throw in that slapstick stuff they're not really trying to Hmm. yeah (laughs) they're not breaking ground here oh no No. uh well back in the bunk danny accidentally uh lays down on ted's spurs which danny's not happy about Uh, and ted has he says he has a new spurs polishing service he explains he's trying to earn money in the spare uh in every spare moment 
and he realizes uh, that he has too much work to do, and he starts hinting to Danny that maybe his help would be appreciated, in particular a job he has to do cleaning vegetables. And Pawning off one of his actual duties. Yes, a real, a, something he would have had to do. job. Yeah. At the ranch. For something he's taken on. But he's trying to polish these giant spurs, which nobody on the ranch would be wearing. Why? They're unrealistically large. Really? Yeah. You know this from your riding days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know anyone who would wear spurs that big, especially at a ranch where all the horses are going to be like trained for public yeah. people. I think we eventually learned that um, the saddle is probably like in the $80 range. And you wrote a little bit. Is uh, 80 bucks a lot for a saddle? No. No. That saddle must have been way more. They never mentioned the price of the saddle. They don't mention the price think, of the and saddle. And I think they were smart to. Because at first I was like, wait, how much is this saddle? And yeah. I think they were smart not to. Because everybody would have kind of criticized it. Okay. Everybody. People like me. <laughs> <laughs> Campus in 2020. <laughs> Her mind is on John Wayne's saddle. Folks. No, it would have been a lot more. A saddle would be way more than $80. Okay. A regular one. But you know why I think that's around the price. Yeah, I see what you're going for, but I could explain at that time. Okay, it's... we'll get there. Anyway, Danny's a really nice guy, and he agrees. Danny is the best. Yeah, he's just, he's he's a sage Oh, he's like wise, way beyond his years. Yeah. He's cool. He's nice. He's a good friend. He's a hard worker. Yeah. They don't deserve him. Ted doesn't deserve him. Oh, the Mr. Ernst on that ranch definitely doesn't deserve him. <laughs> well, uh, next up, I think, you know, we're starting to get the sense that Ted has an idea here. Next up, Ted finds Buddy reading some comics. Uh, at the ranch and buddy says uh when he's done with his comics he just tosses them out um and he gets more and ted gets the idea that uh, he'll just take his finished comics and sell them to customers for some reading material yeah would would he prefaces by saying oh there's no comic stores around here yeah kind of like this is a hot commodity he'll try to sell buddy's trash that's right yeah uh mr e is then golfing again uh, but when he swings and it, he he swings he's he swings the golf club uh, and he's looking in the distance for where the ball is, but Danny points out that it's just sitting right there in front of him. And a great old gag. <laughs> he whiffed it. <laughs> and then the dog steals the golf ball, and as Mister E goes to chase after the dog, he spills all his golf uh, golf materials, his clubs, and throws his hat down in anger. Golf, More hijinks. Golfing not going well. But also not really playing into the overall story that and he wants to start a golf course. <laughs> also completely irrelevant to the episode. Yeah. Just just a joke for a joke's sake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have then Melody who runs into Danny and she says she's trying to think of ways to entertain guests around the ranch. Danny suggests they could watch Mr. E. Golf. Melody says, uh, I love this quote here. She goes, But every activity I come up with is really short. Well... They could watch Mr. Ernst play golf. That's really long and boring. Oh, yeah? How long does a golf game take? I think until we run out of windows. That's it. I am sunk. Okay, this this scene really was stressful. Well, it was stressful to watch how stressed, like, these teenagers were. Like, they are overworked. They feel stressed. Yeah. She's like, I have to entertain these people all afternoon. 
But all the activities I think of are too short. Well, they're like... (laughs) Like, Why would it be this poor, like, 15-year-old's problem to come up with the the ranch activity calendar? Where is Mr. E? Yeah. That's like a ridiculous... Well, and then she says... But he oversees, that's all. She says she only has this task because it was supposed to be Ted. All right. And Ted talked Melody into taking over. Yes. Ted Ted has talked people into his jobs. He even shows up at the end of the scene and they both just take off. Yeah. They bolt. Cold shoulder. Yes. Because uh, Danny's there taking care of the horses, which is supposed to be Ted's job. Yeah. And Melody's there coming up with camp activities. Yeah. And that was supposed to be Ted's job. Yeah. Wait, but... wait a minute. You're tending horses today? I thought that was Ted's assignment. It is. I mean, I'm just helping him. <laughs> How do you think I got stuck with this? Ted was supposed to do it. You know what else? Brad is doing his yard cleanup. Brad is helping Ted? Can you believe it? It must have been a moment of weakness. Another Ted job. I told him I believed the teenage kids on a survival hike. When are we supposed to get our stuff done? Fence mending, bunk cleaning, it goes on and on. Also, he can earn extra money to play John Wayne. He really wants that saddle, but he's exhausted. With all the things he promised to do tomorrow, he's going to be up all night. Funny thing, though, I've never seen Ted work so hard in his life. I think I liked him better when he was lazy. At least I didn't have to do so much work. Hey, guys. Not even a hello. Some friends. Oh, and Melody says that even Brad does not get along with Ted no. is having to cover some of it. Somehow he talked her into covering some of it. So, anyways, they, they're clearly making the point that Ted's giving up on all his actual work duties. Yes. He's just earning money for himself. He's a jerk. He is a jerk. As they point out several times in this episode. <laughs> they do. We then get a, a great, a, a majestic shot of the desert, which um, we just don't get enough of in Hey Dude. It's like a pan across the desert at sunset. Yeah, they should do it. So, they should use the setting so much more. Yeah, they're, they're really tight shots where you don't really feel the desert, even though they're actually in the desert filming this. Yeah, I, I, I do love the ranch scenes. Mm-hmm. I think they're really cool. Yeah. I want to go to this ranch. It's real. I want to... St- what? Yeah. Can I share a Clickstein fact? Can you? So, Clickstein facts for those who are new to the show are from a book called Slimed, an oral history of Nickelodeon's Golden Age by Matthew Clickstein. And uh, we'd like to share some facts where people from the shows sometimes talk about the experience. Um, these two... Um, Excerpts are from two people who helped run the show, Fred Keller and Jeffrey Darby. Uh, Fred Keller says, The production company, Cinetel, wanted to give an authentic look to the Dude Ranch on Hey Dude. Ross Bagwell Sr. told me, Don't forget, we want the big sky look. Part of this was Ross... Part of this was that Ross had been involved with some early Roy Rogers movies. He had a real sense of efficiency of production and getting that Western look. He wanted to do the thing in Arizona at the Tanku Verde Dude Ranch, which is one of the biggest and most successful dude ranches in the West. It was a beautiful place in Tucson, supposedly not too far from a corral that Geronimo's mother owned back in the Wild West days. It was all very authentic. And then Jeffrey Darby says, I wanted... I wanted to not do this in a studio. I wanted to do it out somewhere because it was a lot cheaper. 
Again, I was very famous for saying I wanted to do it inexpensively and put the value on screen. Wow. Is that range still open? Uh, I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> right now? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh, it looks like it's open, all right. Well, it's closed because of uh, the virus, but uh, yeah. Sure. So, which thank you, Dude Range, for keeping us safe. Yes. Uh, wow, beautiful website. Um, rooms start at four fifty-five a night. Ooh, I hope that includes some amenities. That's steep, but um, it would be very cool to go stay there. Oh man, folks, just as you remembered it. Oh, you can recognize it from the show. <laughs> Although, you know what? This looks a lot nicer. Yeah, it looks updated. I think they were downplaying it a little bit on the show. Well, the bo- the kids have like really rustic cabins. These are nice lodgings. Yes. Yeah. But those rustic cabins, I was like, I want to go there. That oh, was yeah. like, it reminds me of my summer camp, but like cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next we get this quick little scene where Ted, you know, it's, it's apparent that he's been working all night because when he comes in to lay down, the alarm clock goes up, everybody gets up. And he's just, you know, collapsed. He just got in. Yeah. Uh, Besides that, Brad uh, mocks. She's standing uh, looking at a cork board uh, on the ranch where Ted has posted several signs uh, offering people different varieties of jobs he'll do for them. Ride with Ted? Extra private lessons available? Look at your boots. What a mess. Ted can help? Ted's rocks. Take home a small piece of Arizona. We can always beat the competition's prices. Expert personal advice. Low rates. Personal advice. The boy has gone over the edge. Doesn't he realize what he's doing to all of us? Yeah, we do his work for him so he can earn extra money. Yeah, but what are we going to do? I mean, that's the way Ted is. I think we ought to talk to him. Well, I would. But what? But I've got to leave the teenage kids on a survival. Ted's job. With full packs. I can't believe you. Well, what about you? Didn't you do his yard detail for him? Yeah, I must be losing my mind. No, it's not you. It's Ted. He's got some sort of weird power. Sure. No, I mean it. I've known him longer than you. I'm telling you. He is a jerk. He is conceited. He is lazy. And he's your friend. Imagine the things I could find to say about him. Uh, So next up, as Ted is cleaning boots, Brad asks to talk. Brad says she'll pay for his advice, which, you know, Ted is kind of, uh, you know, not so interested in. But she convinces him, and she lays out a scenario where a guy, a girl works with this guy, and he's giving all his jobs to other people. Or uh, maybe something a little more important, like... How to make yourself more appealing to a certain 17-year-old guy we both know? No, it's about this friend of mine. A girl. She's got a problem with a guy. That's my specialty, guys and girls. It's not what you think. This girl works with this guy. They're both about our age. Mm -hmm. They get along pretty well. Except sometimes this guy takes the girl's friendship for granted. Give me an example. Well, for instance... Right now, this guy is getting everyone to do his work for him so that he has spare time to earn extra money. He's saving up for something. What he doesn't realize is nobody would really mind much as long as he shows he appreciates it. I understand you, man. 
You really do? Sure. This guy sounds like a complete jerk. I mean, how could anybody be so selfish and uncaring? You know, Ted doesn't quite get that she's talking about him and he calls him a jerk and he's going to lose all his friends. Uh... <laughs> Completely misses a very obvious hint. Yes. Yes. Uh, instead, of, instead of figuring out what she's talking about, you know, he's of no help. Bad advice. Um, Melody tries to keep up with a hiking tour. Uh, we're going to find out that this hiking tour was supposed to be led by Ted. Ted, of course. Yep. Um, and she can't keep up, and as she's trying to keep up, she drops her hiking gear into a river and sighs in disgust as the pack, uh, the hiking pack, sinks in the water. Come on, Slowpoke, hurry it up! Hey, you guys, just a minute! Gotta rest. My hand from Ted. How did I ever let him talk me into this? Um, yeah, so she drops his pack. This is going to be a big deal as we find out. Um, Ted tells Danny Brad ran away from him. He can't figure out why people are being so weird. And uh, Melody comes up fuming mad because this was supposed to be Ted's job. And now she's stuck with the bill to pay for the hiking pack. So this, it was a giant, like, a huge pack. Yeah. Which she just comically and slow motionly dropped into the lake. Yeah. And it, like, you watch it slowly bubble and sink. Yeah. And she's distressed because Melanie is, like, serious about her job. She takes it very seriously. Ted McGriff, you louse, you creep, you conceited slime ball. Mel, did I do something? No, you didn't. It's just the trouble. You haven't done anything in weeks around here, and now this. What? That stupid hike you were supposed to lead that I ended up doing for you. What happened? It was too much for me, Ted. I got too tired. I put the pack down, and now the pack's at the bottom of the lake. And I'm expected to pay for it. Eighty-eight dollars. Well, that's a tough break, Mel. I mean, I'm sorry. You're sorry? You're sorry? Ted, it was your fault! You were supposed to be on that hike, not me! Oh, how can you blame me? Nobody made you do it. You volunteered. That's right. You all did. You volunteered because you're our friend. But all you care about is yourself and what you want. Well, I've had it with your selfishness. $88. Where am I going to come up with that kind of money? Here's my question. I am furious that Mr. E would charge her for the equipment she lost just, like, trying to do the job. It's not like she stole it and she has to pay him back. It seems like it maybe would just come out of her paycheck maybe or maybe you sent her on like kind of a no she's an employee okay if i'm at work and i break my keyboard Mm -hmm. i do not get charged for it (laughs) yeah but um let me tell you when my cordless mouse runs out of batteries they give me more they don't charge me well, not everybody can, you know, have this fancy office job where... Well, I think Mr. E is a real shark. That is, <laughs> she's stressed about it. She is a kid. That's insane. Okay, well, we need a central conflict here. Sure. So here's our conflict. The, the pack 
supposedly was worth $88. Uh-huh. And, and the ranch is going to charge her because <laughs> in the line of duty, it went missing. Yeah. Okay. I think that's harsh. Well. I, even in my high school job. No, they never would have done this. I was a cashier at a hardware store, and we had a old-timey popcorn machine mm-hmm. so the customers could all eat free popcorn. If I got charged for every batch of popcorn I burnt, I mean, that just would have been unfair. I think they should have charged you. <laughs> Way worse was the whole store smelling like burnt popcorn. <laughs> that was the real punishment. <laughs> I'm just, I just think it's harsh. I get that they needed the conflict. Yeah. This is what sets her over the edge, yeah. which was a job that she, it was not supposed to be hers. She was not cut out for it. And now she has to come up with eighty-eight dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he, he, Ted realizes, um, you know, there's a problem here, and Danny really walks him through it, saying, "You know, well, we can hear it here." You don't think it's my fault, do you? She's really mad, and she feels really bad about this. Well, what am I supposed to do, huh? I mean, that saddle is very expensive. I need you guys. That's the whole problem. This saddle could end up costing more than money if it ends up costing you your friendships. Once owned by John Wayne. That would look great riding it. About the best looking saddle I've ever seen. You know what, Dan? In real life, John Wayne didn't like horses. She's at the pool. You could sneak over to the girl's bunkhouse. Yeah, so there's more on the line here than just money. Well said, Danny. <laughs> Nobody could say it better. Danny's the only, like... Yeah, him and Lucy. Him and Lucy are really holding this place together. Yeah, a mess without them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Mr. E uh, it cuts away, and Mr. E calls Ted into his office. Melody's already sitting there. And Melody explains that she found the exact amount of money she needs to replace the hiking pack under her pillow, but she has no idea who put it there. And just as a testament to her character, so she owes Mr. E $88, yeah. which is ridiculous. But then she finds $88 under her pillow, yeah, and she doesn't just use it. She She's reports it missing. Dumb. Not dumb. <laughs> Very dumb. Pure of heart. <laughs> People got to do what they got to do. No, I think it was, it was like Listen. she was, then she, all of a sudden she was like, wait a minute, who's missing this $88? Yeah. I mean, it's I 90, it's 90s Nickelodeon. They need to send the right message here, which they're doing. I think it was very nice. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. You're right. Um, well, they, they ask and Ted says he has no idea where the money came from, but they're not buying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they have a strong sense that this money came from Ted. Ted, thanks for stopping by. There's a little mystery you might be able to help us solve. Mystery? Well, I found all this money under my pillow, and it's the exact amount I owe for the pack. We were thinking you might be able to help us figure out how it got there. Me? How? I know you've been saving up for that saddle. Is it possible any of your money is missing? No, not my money. I don't think so. What do I do with it? Well, if it was under your pillow, then it must be yours. You know, sometimes you can be a pretty terrific guy. Oh, what, do you think I'm going to argue with that? Um, 
Melody reacts in that way that, she, you know, she's, he's such a nice guy. She gives him a little peck on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ted's feeling really good about himself. Um, and uh, he tells Mr. E that he's not saving up for the saddle anymore. Uh, and Mr. Ernst... He's going to save up for something less frivolous. Yeah, yeah. Really driving the point home that he's, like, learned a lesson here about what's important. Yeah. Like, oh, don't lose your friends over a saddle. Right. No, he's not interested in frivolous things anymore. But Ernst the shark tries to convince him to maybe keep going because he's got pages. He holds up pages of jobs he still needs to... This guy is a shark. Shark Ernst. Although there's a fun 90s reference with that... What was that paper called? Remember how your paper used to all be connected? And it had the yeah, dots? Yeah, the printer paper and the sides you'd have to tear off. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like that was so much better for movie props than what we have now. Because yeah, like, they're all connected. You can really get <laughs> yeah. that um, effect of yeah. like, oh. The accordion style. Santa's list yeah. thing. Yeah. Or like if it fell off the table, it would just like be like a slinky, like keep yes. rolling off. Yeah. yeah. That was like a real, we lost a good visual aid. Sure. When we went to this loose leaf paper. <sighs> Millennials. Um, <laughs> uh, and as Ted leaves the office, Mr. Ernst lovingly stares at his golf club. <laughs> at this point, I'm so done with the golf story. <laughs> well, it's the last part of the episode here, so it fades to Mr. Ernst still hacking at the golf ball outside the dude ranch. And again, Danny is watching. And Mr. Ernst scolds Danny for interrupting him and breaking his concentration. Uh, and Danny says, you know, I thought this was an easy game. And Mr. Ernst challenges Danny to see how well he could do to hit the ball while Mr. Ernst tries to interrupt him and break his yeah, concentration. Not, not challenge in a fun way. Like, okay, hot shot, you want to give it a try. <laughs> okay, best worker on like, the dude Like, to ranch. Danny, yeah. Like, oh, hey, most valuable employee I have. <laughs> you piece of <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, anyway. Danny does exactly what you'd expect. He crushes the ball. Yep. Here. Let me see you try. Go ahead now. Square off. Hit that ball. I want to see you try hitting that ball while somebody's sneaking up behind you, babbling away, trying to break your concentration while you're doing everything you can to concentrate. Somebody say, oh, Mr. E. Danny has a perfect golf swing. It's like a mic drop, a, gol- a golf club drop, pretty yes. much. He, he crushes the ball, and Mr. Ernst looks on in disbelief, and uh, we're taken to those end credits. Danny just walks away confidently. No big deal. Because he's Danny. Yeah. He doesn't throw it in his face or anything. Yeah. So Ted doesn't get his saddle because he learns friendship's more important. Yep. And Mr. Ernst um, is bad at golf, and nothing is developed as far as... <laughs> His desire to start a golf course. And it's irrelevant. Yeah. And, and hey, hey, dude does that a lot. We, we did that Ernst trilogy, which if you haven't listened to, I strongly recommend you go and listen to. But all of their B stories are garbage. It's like they can't figure out how to do two stories in 22 minutes. It's like they're, but that's what they're going for. It's kind of like elsewhere on the ranch. Yeah, but it's not enough to sink your teeth into. No, I'm well, this one wasn't. Although I'd rather see an episode about Mr. Ernst opening a golf course. 
I was interested in that plot line when I thought it was real as well. Yeah, but it wasn't. No. Also, we should check that website for the lodge again, because putting a little putt-putt, little desert putt-putt, yeah. I could really go for that. Could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to look into some of the stuff that went into this thing? Let's do it. Yeah. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. All right, so let's start with some bios here. Do you did you bring anything today? Did you uh, did you help fill in for Andrew? I did. I did a bio. Had to do Ted. <laughs> sure. I think you know that. <laughs> um, David Lasher. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that yeah, right? Yeah, I think that's about right. David Lasher. He's forty-seven now. Wow. Married. Lives Good. in New York. Good for him. Yeah. Um, really. Hot in the 90s. Yeah. I think he was like a little bit of a TV level heartthrob. Okay. Um, so actually, Hey Dude is usually listed as the thing he's known for. Mm-hmm. Let's say you go to his Wikipedia page. Yeah. Because um, it was, I think, like the longest running block thing that he did. Um, but he was also on Blossom. He was a boyfriend. He was Blossom's boyfriend. Okay. He was also on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Nice. He was that coffee shop guy that she liked. Ooh. But very regular on that. But then he appeared on, like, the 90s shows, Step by Step, Beverly Hills 90210, Full House. Yeah. Um, that other Olsen twin show that was on TJF at the same time as Sabrina... Ashley and Kate? Or Kate Kate and Ashley? Nope. Mary Kate and Ashley? No, that's their names. I know, that's but isn't that the their name names. of the show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess the point is, I mean, if you work with Mary Kate and Ashley, that's the height of 90s fame. Yeah. I love them. <clears throat> Remember that uh, video that went viral a couple years ago with them eating pizza? It was like a song about them eating pizza at a sleepover. Oh, oh, oh wait, yes. <laughs> Pizza. Pizza. If you if you haven't seen the Mary Kate and Ashley video of them singing about pizza, you must look it up on YouTube. You must. Also, if you're looking for a great movie, Passport to Paris. Okay. That was a classic. Sure. I loved that one. Okay. Anything else about Ted? Oh, sure. Let me get back. Um, so he's still like kind of active. He's still kind of like popping into some TV shows and stuff. He um, directed a movie in 2014. And one weird thing about it was he wrote it and directed it. Mm. It's called um, Sister. Okay. It was like a drama. Prequel to Mother. (laughs) No, please don't get that discussion started again. Um, And he said that he wrote it. With himself in mind as the starring role. Right. And then changed his mind. So he wanted to find an actor who reminded him most of himself. Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? So who did he cast? Um, That guy from one of my favorite TV shows, Veep. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of slimeball guy. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Not off the top of my head. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways... I, I didn't hear much more about the movie, so I don't know how well it did. Um, but he still kind of seems like he's in with the 90s crowd. I noticed that he retweets Melissa Joan Hart a lot. Okay. 
So that's fun. <laughs> just take that for what it's worth. <laughs> sure. Did you know that she had a Netflix show? Who? Melissa Joan Hart. Of Clarissa explains it all. I know who she is, but sure. no, I. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make a '90s Nick reference <laughs> okay, here. Okay, well, go go ahead. Well, she had a recent '90s or a recent Netflix series called No Good Nick. Okay. Got canceled. Yeah. Didn't Never catch heard it. of it. Nope. Didn't see it. I'm a Netflix subscriber. Never heard of it. Yeah. No. Not, don't know that one. Um. Anyway, you know what he also tweeted? He also slammed Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns quarterback, on uh, Twitter. Uh huh. And this is an Ohio-based podcast. Easy, so I easy target. Feel like that's not going to do him any favors here. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the last fun fact is I think that his big break was a big Burger King commercial, which I was unable to find. Oh, that's fun. It'd be fun to find that. I'd love to. Couldn't find it. If anyone can. Yeah, let us know. Uh, well, I took a look at the production side. Uh, there's a writing credit for Dee LaDuke, who is the creator of Hey Dude. Um, she not only created Hey Dude, she created Finders Keepers, the 80s Nickelodeon game show. Uh, she was a writer on 17 episodes of a show called Designing Women. Uh, two episodes of Family Double Dare, which I didn't know they needed writers, but I guess they would for Mark Summers' kind of quippy dialogue. Mark wasn't doing that off the cuff? I'm sure a mix. I'm sure a mix. And a show called Girlfriends, which I've never seen. I also took a look at the cinematographer, who, you know, really hmm. just ate up. You know, he just was... Nailed that desert shot. Mm, delicious. Uh, his name is Patrick Lee Bell. And he did the first four episodes of Hey Dude, so he really sets that tone. He's okay. The, he's that guy you say, like, you know, we want you to set the visual tone of this series. Uh, he also worked on Modern Marvels, in particular an episode about Disney World. Uh, and he's mostly since then been a producer on a ton of shows I've never heard of. Hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little bit about bios. Are uh, you ready for some trivia? Yeah. I don't have any formal trivia for the episode, but I do have some John Wayne trivia. Oh. Are you ready? Sure. Do you know what John Wayne's birth name is? Marion. Uh-huh. It's not Marion Wayne. No, I don't know the whole thing. His name was Marion Robert Morrison, and then they changed the Robert after he was born to Marion Mitchell Morrison. And then do you know how he got the nickname Duke, which is the name he went by for most of his life? Even He mostly went by Duke Morrison. Oh, no, I don't. His dog name, his dog's name was Duke, but it was a huge dog, they said. And when he'd go for walks, someone in the neighborhood would call him Lil Duke. And he liked it so much that he asked people to start calling him Duke. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Um, this one's more just like, did you know? Did you know that his grandpa served in the American Civil War? Wow, no. Pretty cool. Um... Marion Mitchell Morrison was his grandpa's name who served in the war. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I want to be named after him, too. Pretty cool. Uh, he was the president of the Latin Society at his school. It's pretty cool. Very impressive. Um, do you know where his name came from, his stage name? No. Uh, it was picked by some producers who thought he needed a fresh name. And they actually picked the name Anthony Wayne. Uh, Anthony Wayne was a general in the American Revolution, known as a mad dog. He was a crazy general in the American Revolution. Uh, but the executive of the studio thought Anthony sounded too Italian. <laughs> Heaven forbid. <laughs> I take personal offense. And uh, they decided John 
without him even in the room. They decided his name would be John Wayne, and they gave him a $105 raise. Oh, <laughs> I love the way old Hollywood worked. <laughs> Here's your new name. <laughs> it's kind of, what's the Coen Brothers movie with the George Clooney? Uh, Hail Caesar. Yeah, when you find out how they treat them as just like, like they're hourly employees, but they're in charge of their entire life. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I love it. Seemed seemed maybe fun for men back then, not so much women. Sure. <laughs> well, as many things might have been. Yeah. Uh, stray observations? I got a few. Cool. Although, if we want to stay on the topic of things being more fun for men than for women, <laughs> uh-huh. um, I didn't want to let it slide that Ted made a couple um, unsavory remarks. He... M- he mentions as one of his odd job ideas, um, once he gets his new saddle, that he can start leading helpless women through the West. Oh, yes. He I... specifically throws out leading helpless women through the West. Through the savage West. I mean, yeah. honestly. Come on, Ted. Come on, Ted. There's a couple in here. You got them all? He, oh, all his misogynistic yeah. remarks? Yeah. I also was really unsettled um when brad is really kind of trying to be nice to him and has that whole plan to explain what he's doing and and act like she's asking for advice mm-hmm. and he guesses that maybe her the advice that she needs is quote how to make yourself more appealing to a certain guy we both know oh you're right yes and i was just really <laughs> like I know this is supposed to be the guy that we love to hate, but I just hate him. Yeah. Yeah, he's not very likable. No. Which is kind of a conversation Brad and Melody have, which is like, well, I've known him for a long time, and people just like to help him, and and Brad's like, no. And Brad's (laughs) like, yeah, he sucks. (laughs) And I'm 100% Team Brad. Yeah, yeah, Team Brad. Uh, did you happen to catch what the name of the dog, uh, the the actor who plays the dog's real name is in the titles, in the opening titles? Is it Claire? No, but you're close. Oh. Cassie. Ah. Uh, what a good girl. Oh, she's so, such a good girl. Such a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you catch the posters that Ted oh, yeah. put on the corkboard? Word for word each of his odd job ideas that he was advertising yeah all right you ready yeah ted's rocks have a little piece of arizona we can always beat the competition's fakes we also have ride with ted extra private lessons we have expert personal advice low rates see ted and we have look at your boots what a mess ted can help all terrible (laughs) yeah not necessarily jobs i'm looking for on a dude ranch oh i meant so much i meant like the marketing of them oh yeah i mean they're all just like on like like regular old construction paper yeah it like boots a mess get out of here ted oh my gosh go easy (laughs) just trying to make a little dough (laughs) um i just like that the opening title sequence starts by telling you that uh that everything is starring in alphabetical order. Like, was there some egos on a dude where... I thought that was, like, very classic. Kind of like, I don't know, like an old show would have done. Yeah. In no particular order. 
Lucille Ball. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Um, did you catch Ted's really stupid catchphrase for when he was finished shining that guy's boots? Oh, no, I can't recall it. It was terrible. So he shines up this guy's boots hand, and hands him back. The guy pays him and he says, Just as shiny as you please below the knees. Ugh. And I was like, is that like referencing something? Because it barely makes sense. <laughs> it was so dumb. He probably only had a couple days to write these episodes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be too hard on them, but that was shockingly weird. Yeah, not good. No, no. but it's going to stick with me. So, <clears throat> uh, Did that. you happen to catch the jobs uh, Ted rattles off uh, that he could do for Mr. Ernst? To Lucy? Uh-huh. I might have. Um, fixing the Jeep. Yeah. Painting the tool shed. Yeah. Um, doing shopping in town. Yeah. Saddle soaping boots. Yep. And giving riding lessons. You got it. Nice. Which, um, the riding lesson things confused me because the dude ranch probably already offers that. So he'd be in direct competition. (laughs) Unless the dude ranch offers it for free. In which case, why would anyone pay Ted? Because... You know Danny's better at writing than he is. Because maybe you just see the sign and you think, oh, this is the thing. But yeah, he's in competition now with Mr. Ernst. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, did you happen to catch what poster Danny has above his bunk? Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, he's Duncan. Oh yeah. <laughs> Aerial view. Um, how long does a golf game take, according to Danny? Um, oh, until Mr. Ernst runs out of windows to break. That's it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who did Ted tell he'd teach how to whistle? He said he he'd, he had someone <laughs> with whistling lessons. I don't remember. Billy Franco. Billy Franco. Uh, which was like supposed to be just a guest at the lodge. I guess so, yeah. And then uh, they mention there's a club on the ranch. Like a club. Did you happen to catch the name of the club? No. The Young Buckaroos Club. <laughs> And then I counted throughout the episode how many extras, how many guests were on the ranch. Um, and I, you know, I'm assuming they're using the same five actors over and over again. <laughs> but if you were to just assume these were all individual people, how many guests, how many extras do you think guests littered the backgrounds? Oh, maybe 20? I gotta go higher. Really? Yeah. 30? A little higher. Okay. How about you tell me? 30, 30. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun game, though. Um, Were you counting horses? No. (laughs) God. It just seems like a lot. It it shocked me, too. But pretty much any scene they're outside and it's not a close-up, there's four, almost two to four people always passing through the background. Which makes sense. You don't want the lodge to seem dead. No. And even when they're... it's like, why are they there? Yeah. And even when they're in Mr. Ernst's office, you can see a couple of people behind. Um, so they did a good job with that. Just That's just solid show making. Yeah. 15 should take notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, before we move into ratings and naming the episode and uh, all that good stuff, we, we want to call Andrew. I think it's time for a call that so he can chime in with his name, what his thoughts, his rating. Uh just let him let it out let's do it we all need andrew
Hello. Hey, Andrew. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to your first call that. <laughs> Thanks. Feel pretty excited. <laughs> Feels pretty exciting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Candace picked out Ted's saddle, and we've been um, talking about it. it uh, <laughs> What did you uh, make of this Hey Dude, now that it's our first uh, foray into non-Ernst trilogy territory? <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt pretty good about it, like surprisingly good. Um, I thought the name of it was not um, exciting, <laughs> but <laughs> once I got into it, um, I think like the Ted-centric episode um, was... More enjoyable than I anticipated, I guess. I think I discovered that I like his character more than I thought. Interesting. Like, Interesting. We, we, <laughs> we're not such big fans. <laughs> oh, really? We we found uh, it. Go ahead. Sorry. I just uh, he's like the um, buffoon that like doesn't know that he's such an idiot, kind of. Yes, although he's. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's true. He doesn't really know he's being malicious. Yeah. Um, um, and we get to laugh at him. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, now, Candace had a real problem with Mr. Ernst in this epi- episode. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, Candace? Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's a jerk. <laughs> he's just, like, walking around playing golf, and all these kids are stressed out about how much work they have to do. And... I'm also very upset that he's charging Melody for this missing backpack. Do you think it's extreme to charge her $88 for the missed backpack? (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny um, as it was happening, that it it felt like they just kind of played it off like this made sense. (laughs) That he was charging her. What? What is happening? Um, Yeah, that was dumb. Um, I think uh, I was... I guess more, I guess I was distracted by his other part of his storyline, like the buying the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> so much so that I just like, gave him a pass on the other stuff. I, I, I love how quickly the show just quits on that storyline. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, any other parts of the uh, episode stand out? Um, I thought... Uh, well, I wanted to mention the backpack rolling down the hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't really talk about, like, the slow motion sinking of the backpack. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the drums get, like, really serious in the background. Like, do-do-do-do-do. Uh, it's just a really funny, like, overly dramatic moment. Yeah, uh, that's a great call. I thought, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um but I thought the middle of the episode was a little um, just kind of like meandering. Nothing really, or I mean, I guess they were getting mad at him, at Ted for uh, pawning all his chores off. But it like just felt like it went on too long. And yeah, there's like a solid six just, minutes where they're just complaining about Ted. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I liked the um, the premise in general, like Ted trying to get this saddle. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good setup and escalated nicely at first. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
I have to say, I mean, I don't, I don't love this episode. I, th- I found it just kind of, um, kind of boring. Hmm. Okay. Candace, uh, uh, we we haven't done our ratings yet, so do you want to you want to maybe talk about ratings? Sure, sure, yeah. Okay, so this episode had a five point four out of ten on IMDb, which is pretty low. Yeah. Uh, did you check it? Did you uh, like look at some of the other episodes just to see? Oh, I thought you were going to say, "Did you check it today?" Because I left a rating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a you know what let's take a second here let me pull up some other ratings so we have uh, a comparison so I'll just look at the first season here um, 6.2 6 5.9 5.8 5.4 6.6 mm-hmm. so they're all kind of in the 5 6 range so kind of low in general yeah which is weird why are people going to hey dude to <laughs> smash it yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it, did, it did have a higher score on IMDb. Or I'm sorry, TV.com. It had an 8.5 out of 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's that good. <laughs> so, out of five Crib Stars, what did you give Ted Saddle? Um, I gave it two and a half. Okay. Which is uh, kind of right in line with my <laughs> how I feel about he dude in general so far yeah it's it's it seems very hard for dude to maybe hey dude to rise above three three point five yeah yeah um yeah i think that's a very Uh, fair rating i do like that there's so many characters in this show it really makes it feel like full sometimes like even though there was um some of the characters in this episode were only on the screen for like one scene it just made it feel like something's going on. Yeah. I guess I guess there wasn't a scene where it's like, well, this is just nothing. Even if it doesn't... Yeah. I mean, there were some scenes where I felt like it didn't really move the story. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I agree with Andrew, though. The cast makes it feel... It, that ranch feel that I really like. Like having yeah. Lucy in the stable and... <laughs> All the employees running around. Like, the cast really builds out the the dude ranch feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did notice that there was no um, guests. So yeah. No, yeah, no, like, uh, supporting cast coming in. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, okay. Well, Candace, what did you, what did you give? Hey, dude. We'll give this three Kreb stars. Wow. Okay. Wow. I like K hey Dude, and I just I enjoy myself when I'm watching it. Yeah. I don't like Ted. I don't think this story was built out enough for a whole episode. Mm-hmm. But I was enjoying myself. Good. So. Would you consider just buying the season? No. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm saving up for my trip to the oh. dude ranch oh yeah <laughs> candace really wants to go to the actual dude ranch which is still open it's real oh, yeah. wow <laughs> yeah. yeah that would be awesome yeah very cool um, um did you was the john wayne premise part of the reason why you picked this episode yeah it definitely kind of stood out yeah. as something weird I was I was hoping there'd be like a bigger John Wayne theme to the episode. I don't know how, 
But mm-hmm. when I when she yeah. picked when Candace picked the episode and I read the synopsis, I'm like, oh, okay, this could be wacky, and it yeah, and it wasn't really very wacky. Yeah, I did think there would be more to it. Not yeah, not like I mean, John Wayne had been dead for ten years before this existed. Not like a guest starring role or something. But I thought there would be more. Yeah. But it, all the focus was just on everybody hating Ted. Yeah. Not so yeah. much about what he was actually trying to do. Right. Yeah. Um, I gave this episode a two. Uh, it just it felt very like it went kind of nowhere for me. I guess I, I enjoy being on the ranch, but that's not enough. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Mr. Ernst golfing storyline was really what piqued my interest. Um, and <laughs> I mean, that was just about as sloppily done as as possible um that literally felt like they just like thought of it on the spot like oh shoot we need like three more minutes of footage (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so i just you know i do like hey dude i don't want to hate on it too much there's something kind of hypnotizing about watching it it's you can just almost like meditate to it (laughs) but uh that's also not exactly like what turns me on to watching television which is like oh i'll just stare at this <laughs> yeah. um, if that makes any sense um yeah yeah um something else i just thought of the uh the price is kind of in general in this episode were weird like uh the backpacks worth 88 dollars it's probably worth more than that was my yeah. it was full uh, it was like full of equipment yeah um and the saddle like he couldn't get the saddle because he had to spend the $80 on the backpack. It's like, could that saddle have been that cheap? That $80, like, made or break, <laughs> made or broke the deal for him? Yeah. That's a good point. We, it just seems strange. That does seem strange. Yeah, the saddle would have been significantly more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as Danny pointed out, friends are more important sometimes. So true. Uh, great, great, um, great episode for Danny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he really comes um, out looking like a real gem. Um, the, at the beginning of this episode, for some reason, like I thought where the story was going was going to be that the saddle was, of course, fake. Like he would oh. get the saddle in the end, and it was. Not real. You know what? That's weird. I had that but, thought too. I just forgot that I had had it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we haven't named the episode. Do you want to name the episode? Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like somebody could have very well had mine, but I called this one Saddle Sore. Oh. I do not have it, but I like it. Saddle, saddle sore. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's, <laughs> That's really good. good. Yep. Uh, Candace, what did you call it? I don't feel super confident. Okay. But I had to go with um, shiny as you please below the knees. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? It was just the stupidest thing. I mean, did you hear when he said that? Yeah, we talked about it, but yeah. why would you call the episode that? I don't know. I couldn't let it go to waste. All right. Just say it one more time. Um, Shiny. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Sh- Sorry. 
shiny as you please below the knees. That's what Ted says when he polishes somebody's boots. Oh. Wow, I missed that. I How'd do not know it? how. Uh, I called this episode Better Off Ted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good Ted pun. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, go around one more time. Uh, saddle sore. Shiny as you please below the knees. That's not going to fit on Twitter. Uh, better <laughs> better off Ted. <laughs> uh, we'll post that and you guys can vote. Um, before we let you go, Andrew, any other remaining thoughts about Ted's saddle? Oh, gosh. Um, not specifically about this episode. Just that. I do kind of like they do like nothing specific about it. Really just, it feels like, you know, I, I kind of enjoy watching. It, it feels kind of the same as it did when we were kids, which is when it was on, I didn't turn it off. I, I did watch it. I just never became obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's nothing like amazing about it, no. but it feels okay. Yeah. Totally. Well, uh, thanks for calling. I hope you enjoyed your first experience as an official callback guest. Um, yeah, it was great. It was really great hearing from you guys and um, you too. hearing your great titles. <laughs> Thank you so much. I know you're being sarcastic. No, no. They were good. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Cool. All right. Bye. 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 Well, that was Andrew. Always, uh, you know. We, we, we miss them. We miss them. Of course we do. Yeah. Um, well, before we wrap up, we have an email here. Yay. Justin emailed us about his rankings of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Season 6 and 7, which Andrew and I painstakingly <laughs> reviewed. He said, um, this was tough to rank because some, uh, some of these I had strong feelings on and other episodes I couldn't really care less about. So basically my top episodes I enjoyed and my bottom ones were brutal. The middle rankings I was mostly indifferent on. Season six, number 13, The Tale of the Hunted. Number 12, The Tale of the Walking Shadow. Number 11, Virtual Pets. 10, Misfortune Cookie. Nine, Wisdom Glass. Eight, Oblivion. Seven, Secret Admirer. Six, Forever Game. Five, Bigfoot Ridge. Four, Zombie Dice. Three, Gruesome Gourmets. There we go. Thanks, Justin. I need a little Gruesome Gourmet support. Number two, Jake the Snake. And number one, Vampire Town. Same as mine. Had you seen any of those, Candace? Um, I listened to all the research from you guys. I listened to those episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched Jake the Snake. Yes. <laughs> because you guys covered it. It was terrible. Okay. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I'm with Justin. Uh, there, there was, it didn't make any sense. It was so funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's 13 for Candace. And then season 7 for Justin. Number 13, Last Dance. Me too, Justin. 12, Reanimator. 11, Stone Maiden. Andrew will be happy with that. 10, Highway 13. 9, Night Nurse. 8, Time Trap. Seven Laser Maze, six Many Faces, five Lunar Locusts, four Photo Finish, and then his top three are all Silver Sight, number three, part two, number two, part one, and number one, part three. You've seen any of that season? No, I haven't. Oh, that's all right. 
But you know what you guys should do is use those titles. Write your own episodes. Like, not based on the episode, just based on the title. Because just hearing the titles makes me think like, oh, weird. Laser maze. Could be Uh, anything. You mean use the title but write our own? Yeah, like fanfic. That could be fun. And then someone just throws out a title and it's like, okay, laser maze. But you can't reference anything that's in the original episode. Yeah. Yeah, that could be really crazy. Yeah. Good idea, Candace. Hey, thanks. You'd be the first to try it. Really? Oh. The the tale of gruesome gourmets go. Ah. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, we don't know what we're doing next time. We're kind of doing this all on the fly, uh, as you might understand. So uh, just keep posted to Twitter or Instagram, and we'll let you guys know what to watch or look out for. And, you know, hopefully we'll kind of keep these coming as this weird moment happens. Um, in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast, on Twitter at BOC Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com, as uh, Justin did. You can find us on Popbean, iTunes, leave us a review. That's really helpful. A couple people have done that. We really appreciate it. Helps other people find us. Uh, tell a friend if they're bored and they're looking for something to listen to. There's a new Hey Dude episode about Ted trying to buy a saddle. Wow. <laughs> So many, so many safe yeah. ways to reach out yeah. and uh, make, a, make a connection yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, well, Candace, we really appreciate you being here with us. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Did a great job filling in the, sure. the, the shoes of Andrew. Huge shoes to fill. Yeah, but you held your own. And shout out to all those people out there who are keeping us safe, our essential workers, whether you work in a hospital or a grocery store or delivery, all those people out there just keeping us safe. We we really love you here at uh, BOC. Thank you, guys. Yep. All right. Until next time, folks.
They referred to it as a lake. All right. I just feel like if Andrew was here, you know, yeah, he'd want these details right. That's true. <laughs> We're talking as if Andrew's dead. <laughs> he's not. He's, he's okay. Yeah, he's fine.